If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Hey, welcome to another episode of Rock your money, rock your life. And that's what I love to do is help you become financially free so you have the time to do the things you want in your life. But before we get started today, I wanted to remind you that if you truly do want more out of your life, there has to be another way, yes? Because the wanting of more means that the strategy you currently have isn't working. So whether you want it in your business or you need a more supportive environment, you know, wherever you are, you're tired of not living into your gifts and doing the mundane and things that don't excite you, then I know I can help. All you have to do is jump on a call with one of my directors of opportunity at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. And we are there to truly help you understand how when you rock your money, you will also rock your life. So what are you waiting for? Go to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and let's get started today. Wally is a leader in living a life of abundance. His no BS fun and exciting approach to life and business stems from his tough background in 25 years as a U.S. Army Airborne medic. He's the founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, which is downloaded in 88 countries and growing. He is also the founder of Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery, where he helps prevent business-related divorce and suicide by greatly increasing profits without spending another dime on marketing. Wally is the author of The No BS Business Breakthrough, How to Double Your Lead Conversion and Triple Your Revenue in Less Than 45 Minutes. That is awesome. And some of his I am statements are, I am living my life of abundance, I am a perpetual learner, and I am skilled and compassionate business and life strategist. Remember that the words that follow I am follow you. And in this case, you're going to see how he uses some of these phrases in order for him to develop or move toward becoming more of what he wants to become. It doesn't mean that you state it, that it is true. It may be something that you want to grow into. Now let's go to the show. And welcome, Wally. Excited to be chatting with you today. Oh, Rock, I'm just super excited. I've been looking forward to this, brother. Well, thank you for being here. We're going to have a great, great little conversation about you know, the, the identity, the power of your identity. It's one of the things that I have found since my Goalcast video came out and 80 million people have seen it, that people have realized that labels limit. And if you're not conscious of it, it really affects you. I know that you've got this whole conversation you have with yourself around abundance. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, we'll go deeper into it. But the whole thing is, is much of my adult life, I was what I refer to now as ungratefully chasing a six and seven figure income, which equated to a life of freedom of doing what I want, what I want and how I want and all that good jazz, right? Yes. And, uh, you know, that one day I was, I was just made the realization, paint the picture. I was literally living in Hawaii on the beach, uh, had a six figure income at that point from income and uh, from, you know, my military retirement and all this good stuff. And, uh, you know, my son's in the water. Uh, this beautiful Saturday morning, I'm sitting in the gazebo with my coffee, had my headset on, listening to another podcast. And my son's in the water, my little one, he's about six at the time. And he says, he's, dad, dad, come and play. 
And when his, and, and I basically just pointed at my headset, which universal meant I'm listening to something right now. I'll get to it in a minute, you know? And when his facial expression changed from excitement to disappointment, it was like a, a slap in the head from my wife. Yeah. Right in the back of the head who was asleep in the house behind me saying what she said for many years, Wally, what the hell are you chasing? Everything, and I always said, babe, it's for, I'm doing this for the family. I'm doing this for the family. And this was working all day, coming home, putting on a suit, going out, trying to sell Amway, going out, trying to start another business, going out, trying to start this business, this, that, and the other, trying to figure out how to make a better life for us. And here we are, freaking living on the beach in Hawaii, a good, strong income. What else did I, what else did I need? I mean, I'm always about growing, growing faster, but... At that point, I don't think I actually made the realization that I'm living a life of abundance. But once I started being more grateful for what I currently had, which was from that point, so much more started coming into my life. And we so, so you're there in paradise. And what do you think the reason was that you chose to listen to a podcast? Because I have something I'm going to share with you in a moment regarding that mm -hmm. versus playing with your son. What was really going on inside your mind? Yeah, so, you know, that was the whole revelation, revelation at the time, or whatever the word is. Um, the bottom line is, I just didn't realize that, you know, I was living the life that I had really wanted. I, I, and as a, as a man, as a provider, I just felt that it was my job. My job was to focus on my purpose, which was bringing money into the house and providing. When's enough enough? That's a very good question. And there, you know, for some, it doesn't seem like it ever is. For me, at my stage in life right now, at 50 years old, I just turned 50 in May, I have more than enough, way more than enough. Now, does okay, that stop so, me from the grow? But, so let, me, let, let, me, let me just interject here. There is a yeah. new assessment that came out from Tony Robbins regarding the six human needs. And I know you're a big Tony Robbins, you know, student. Mm -hmm. And I did the, the assessment and it came out with growth as number one, contribution number two, and then the other four. Um, the point though I want to make with you, Wally, is that there's details in it and it says somebody like you, referring to me, and you may have something similar, somebody like you will probably be a bit more of a loner because you want to learn versus connecting with people because connection and love is lower down on your list and people may perceive you as a little bit cold. The reason you do this is because you don't feel enough rock unless you continue to learn. Mm -hmm. Does that resonate with you at all? Oh, absolutely. It definitely does because I've, I've been told that I was cold for many years uh, and kind of ruthless and mean and I was, I was, yeah, intense. I was, a, I was a NCO in the army for 20, you know, well, I was yeah. 25 years, but I, I retired as a first sergeant and master sergeant. It was kind of part of the, the job description, but it fit me well too, because I was a, I am a constant learner. I studied yes. policies. That's what I did. Yes. You know? So think about that though, that we're wired potentially because we're, we found a way to fill in the hole of not being enough. And I think we're all like that. If I go golfing with a good friend of mine, Mark, he doesn't care about his score. He doesn't, he doesn't care about learning how to play better. He having a conversation mm -hmm. with the starter, connecting with the cart girl, because love and connection is at the top of his list. His, his outcome, the way he lives life is through a completely different filter than I live my life. And I think it's really important that maybe people understand that 
Because if you have certainty, as you know, at the top, all your decisions are different than somebody like you and I, where we want to listen to that podcast while our kids flop around in the pool. Cause if mm-hmm. we could just learn one more distinction and we could teach one more thing, we could help one more person and we'll be enough. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense, Rock. And there's there's two things. One, you just pointed it out very clearly is, one, I don't learn for self. I learn to share with others, especially with what I'm doing now and today. But another thing is, I'm the guy on the golf course. I'm the guy on the playing, you know, out with the guys playing basketball. I don't, I honestly, that's the difference, difference about me that I'm kind of closer to Mark is, I don't care about the score. I enjoy the camaraderie and, and having a good time. The guys who lose their ish yeah <laughs> when they you know playing pool or something like that and the ball doesn't drop right or whatever they lose yeah. their mind i'm like what is wrong with you well and- how about how about not what is wrong with people but what need are they not meeting they want to be significant probably right. very badly they miss mm-hmm. the shot they feel like they're losing the significance so they're angry at themselves and they build, beat themselves up what you and i have in common wally i think is we want to have the insight to help people so they can live a more abundant, fulfilled life. And understanding this hierarchy of the needs is definitely helpful. I certainly think. I totally agree. I was listening to your conversation with Wally earlier, the other Wally, uh, the guy you've known for, what, five years? And, you know, you were talking about, at one point you guys were talking about talking to that, that friend of yours at the bar or whatever, who's just not going to listen. And that's one of the things that I found along the way with me having coaches in my life and mentors is you got to ask for permission to lead, train and mentor other people and not just give your information. And I bring that up because of part of what you just said, and it just makes, I was wanting to help everybody. And now I just, who was that about? Who was that about? It was about me. It was all about me. Yeah. Because I, I, I wanted to, you know, show my worth in their life, but I just found it to be a waste of time. Well, I guess it's just, it's coming from the wrong place. And I did the right. same thing when I, as a Tony Robbins trainer, I used to take a lot of pride when we'd be at these events and people had trouble having breakthroughs, getting the distinction, send them over to rock, rock will break them through. Mm-hmm. I got such significance out of it. It wasn't even like about them getting a breakthrough is about me proving I could break them through. Right. So it's interesting as I continue to grow as a coach and a trainer, my skill set and my style have changed. I'm a little bit more, I think, uh, like I, I talk less, I ask more questions, I investigate, I impose less. And it's, it's such a, there's such a range of ability, I think, to influence other people. You've really got to come from curiosity. So on that note, tell me a little bit about some of your your statements, like you're, you've started this thing around abundance, you help people increase, um, you know, or certainly not lose their businesses, but increase through skills and um, without spending a lot of money on marketing. Tell us a little bit about how you got into that and why you're so effective. Right. So about six months into my podcast that I started, because I was that guy that wanted to ask more questions mm-hmm. uh, and, and gain more knowledge from other men and women living a life of abundance and somehow paying it forward in their community. And they share their kick in the gut moment with me about six months, six or eight months into that people started asking me if I coached and living a life of abundance. And I absolutely had not, I hadn't even considered it. And then two guys asked me, and then this woman contacts me and says, Hey, Wally, listen, I've been listening to your show. I've been following your content. Love what you got going on. My husband, we just make plenty of money. We're not hurting there at all. But 
my husband's never home. He's here, but he's not here. Can you help him get to the point that you're at? And I, I kind of chuckled a little bit. I couldn't help him. I was like, look, I, I, I'm flattered. I greatly appreciate the, this conversation, but he's got to want that. He's got to get engaged in the podcast and stuff like that. But that is what got me thinking, you know, so many people out there say, listen to your audience, listen to the people you're talking to. They'll tell you what they want. And then if it's within your wheelhouse, create it and provide it. Well, I started doing that. And I started, you know, some small groups and stuff like this. And it was being effective. It was, I was really having a good time. And guys were really getting a lot out of just having conversations in a small group around this whole living a life of abundance idea that I was really just kind of piecing together. So I started hiring a couple coaches. And one of my coaches um, that I got connected with, Carl Bryan, he pointed out to me, he said, look, if you want to do this, you're retired, you have plenty of time to, at the time I still had a full-time job. Uh, and he said, you know, you've got skills. I see what you're doing. After having conversations with you, I know what your worth is. You've got the mindset. Mindset's 80, 90% of the fight. You also know business and marketing. What you don't know about business and marketing, I will personally teach you. And so, that's where it kind of, he said, you got to get, if you want to make a business out of this, if you want to make an income out of this, if you want to be of greater value, it's best to add value to business owners because there's so much more going on there in the community. So that's why it evolved into abundance and prosperity business mastery is because I'm combining the two. Cool. So um, naive question. How do you, how do you coach abundance? That is a very good question. And here's what I do. So many men, as you probably know, not all, but some of us are, you know, have become welcoming and realizing we need more knowledge and we need more wisdom. And that's what, that's what abundance really is in my mind is, is wisdom. So what I do is when I'm working with business owners, I don't tell them that I'm going to work on their mindset. I just start sharing skills with them that work in their business. But oh, by the way, when I'm having conversations with them, I listen to their their language. I, I see their physiology. Uh, and I do the same with their, if I have a chance to work in their business to see their employees and how that trickles down into their organization. And I correct those subtly. I'll say something like if they say, well, this is something we've never been able to do. I said, well, what would it look like if you were able to do that? How would, where would your company be? How would you be able to provide, because I already know their hot points, how would you be able to provide to this particular charity or the, your church or within your family because you've got this issue going on over here? How would that solve that problem? If you were able to fix this in your business, what if you were able to? And then their, their mind starts opening up and they start coming up with ideas and strategies themselves, some of which I in, interject, inject into their business, but they start coming up with, the, they start being more creative because they're opening their mind up because they're letting their, they're, they're coming from an abundance mindset instead of that scarcity mindset that many of them are in. I love it. I love it. The power of questions. Mm -hmm. So uh, you chose rule number two, goal setting, uh, creating a raft is one of the, the, the rules that resonated with you. How has that been an influence in your life? Well, I always have to have something to really kind of strive towards. Uh, when I retired from the military, one of the, you know, I always had these goals in my career. And so I just found it necessary to start setting more family oriented goals. 
okay. goals within my community. Uh, now I'm one of the goals that I had to be, was to be more involved in my church in a specific way. I'm now involved in my church in that specific way. Uh, so all of these were goals that I set for myself. And I just believe that if you don't set a path for yourself, uh, then you're just going to wander aimlessly and be lost at sea. Um, just to put it bluntly. Okay. So you create these, uh, go and for you to work on, et cetera. And, um, in that process, what would you say today at this stage, you say you're very abundant living, you have that consciousness. What's a goal that you have out in the future for yourself? So the goal that I have right now um, for my family and I really, it's, it's, I'm kind of in a weird place, Rock. I'm very, very comfortable. And I've been reading more books that are getting me into uncomfortable states uh, and uncomfortable physically. Uh, I read Can't Hurt Me with David Goggins. I'm currently yes. reading a uh, great book. I'm currently reading uh, a book that was one of my guests that I just had on my show that's going to post a little while down the road called uh, Tough Times Create Strong Men. And it's very, very thought provoking. And it's really challenging uh, my thought process. And so the, in order to, so it, like I said, it's, I'm just in a weird place that right now my goal is to tomorrow I'm, I'm getting my son up and we're going to go down to uh, Volcano Bay at Universal Studios. I'm just in a point in my life right now to where after 25 years of being in the army and traveling all the time without my family, my goal in life right now is to spend as much time as possible with my family. I'm gonna going on a road trip in a couple of days with my oldest son, who's going to be stationed in Korea uh, for a year without his wife uh, in August. So we're taking a road trip from here, Florida, Tampa, Florida, to Arizona, and then me and my with my youngest son, and we're gonna me and my youngest son are gonna come back and do a couple of things on the way back. These are just things that's my current goal in life because I missed so much. Uh, throughout 25 years in the service. And uh, I well, just good want to- for you. Good back. for you. I love that. Now, you also say that you're a compassionate coach, compassionate leader. For a guy who spent 20 plus years in the military, is that more of a statement of you moving toward that and developing it? Or is it something you feel you truly have already kind of in you? No, you're spot on, Rock. It's, it's something I'm moving toward. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you have, what is the- there's a, there's a difference between not compassion, but uh, empathy, sympathy, and empathy, empathy, and sympathy. Yeah, exactly. And empathy and sympathy, you know, sympathy is I feel sorry for you. Yeah. Empathy is I'll come up and I'll, you know, I, I may hold you and talk to you and bring you a cup of water. Like if we're on a ship and you're the analogy I heard, if you're on a ship and you're seasick, I'll come up and put a blanket around you and give you a cup of water and hold your hair back type of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, you'll be with the person. Well, I'll empathy. Be with sympathy is like, Oh, sorry for you. That must suck. Exactly. Exactly. Compassion on the other hand is actually doing something about it. Mm. And that's where I'm, where I'm going with the abundance and, and prosperity business mastery in as a business and life strategist, similar to what Tony's doing on a much smaller scale, is I'm actually doing something about it in a different, completely different than I was as an army medic. So what I love about this, Wally, and for people that are listening, is notice that he's taking the I am statement as a moving toward target, something he wants to bring consciousness, give life to, give energy to, give thought to, and create it as a, a new part of him that he can grow into. I think we all, we all 
you know, if you're purposeful, change over time. A lot of people say, oh, people never change. I don't believe that. I believe, mm. I believe that people change the way they want to change. A lot of people tell themselves, I can't change. So they don't change or they don't change much or they change for the worse. If you don't change at all, you're going to be more cynical and bitter than you were 10 years ago. Trust me, because mm. things are, your world's going to shrink. Let's talk just a little bit about uh, the abundance insofar as wealth is concerned, because we know money doesn't make us happy but it does give us more choices. And then sometimes the lack of choices can bring in some unhappiness if you don't know how to reframe that. How do you deal with that? What's your perspective on that? Yeah, so my perspective is, like I said, I was chasing that six and seven figure income and not truly being fulfilled along the way. I wasn't enjoying the journey. And once I made that realization on that beach that morning, uh, so much more started coming into my life and I started being much more grateful for what I currently had. And how that translates into financial is, I believe that we should be grateful for everything that we have today on our way to having more. And more is more relationships, more connections, more quality connections and relationships. Uh, and yes, more stuff and more money uh, because more resources allows you to do more good for more people in, in many different ways and not just financial resources, wisdom, um, you know, compassion, com compassion. Exactly. Right. And that was one that I've struggled with for years. And that's why, yeah. as you pointed out, that's one of my goals is to work towards that as much. I'm, as with, I'm with you on that one, brother. I'm working the empathy muscle. I think you and I, I say to people, look, depending on how you grew up, you may be incredibly empathetic, but not much of a gladiator. Mm -hmm. I grew up much like you probably, Wally. I'm a gladiator. I'm a warrior. You mean, you want me on your team when the shit is going down. Yeah. But when you are, you know, sick or something, I struggle. <laughs> you got a headache. You got a tummy ache. I struggle to like sit by your side for more than a minute and go, you know, hey, I yeah. feel you. I'm like, let, let me make a point, Rock. That's it. I'm spot on, man. My wife for many years said, Wally, why don't you get your education and go be a nurse? I was like, <laughs> do you know me? I have mad respect for nurses. I'm a trauma management specialist. I'm a strategist. I have a body in front of me that needs to stop bleeding and needs to breathe. Yes. It's screaming. I want it to shut the heck up. Yes. I want it to pass out so yes. I can get to work. Because yes. I don't have time. I just don't have time for that. I don't have the capacity for that. The first time I started working mm -hmm. in an organization with female soldiers, and this could, ha could happen to men as well. It's not a sexist thing. It's just the fact of the matter of this, this story. Yep. Uh, the first time I was disciplining a young soldier and she started crying in front of me, I didn't know what to do. I was like, what the hell? Do, what do I do with this? Uh, normally guys like Roger Sarant got it, understood, screwed up, I'm going to move on, I'll do better next time. Uh, and, and, you know, she was thinking the same thing. The same thing ended up happening because she's an amazing soldier. But just the emotions came out and I was like, oh my goodness gracious, I'm a strategist. I'm not a empathizer. I'm not, I don't what, do was, what was your relationship like with your father growing up, out of curiosity? Yeah, so my father wanted to be my best friend. My father hmm. wanted to do things with me that he... Um, that no young men should be doing with their father or otherwise. Like uh, what? No grown men. Well, drugs, uh, drink alcohol. You know, drink. he would have me and the boys over. He'd have this saying all the time. He would say, look, guys, don't go out and do this out in public, you know, away from home. You'll get hurt. If you want to do that, come home. 
we'll do it here type of thing. And, and, you know, he was, my dad was a very, very nice guy. Wouldn't hurt a fly, but. So would you say that his top human need might've been love and connection? Possibly he, he would do, he was, he was nice to a fault. People would take advantage of him um, because of how nice he was. In fact, one time we went on vacation, everybody knew about it and the people moved into our house and literally ate our food, took some of our, what we much, we didn't have much at all, took our black and white TV. And then, you know, we knew who did it, but my dad still welcomed them into the house. And did you, Uh, did you, what did you think of that growing up? Growing up, I didn't, I I just kind of went along with it. You know, it wasn't something that I was very young at at that time, but this is part of the reason why as I got older and I uh, had the opportunity to move away. It was a little bit of a longer story as to why I decided to join the military, but that was one of the reasons because what I found out once I was in the military was I needed the discipline that I didn't get when I was growing up. Got you. But I left for a different reason. I left to get away from the drugs, the the right. violence, and not the violence at home, but just the violence within my friends. We'd all go out and just start fights and just do stupid things. Well, good for you for having had the wherewithal to do that. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., his dad got him to smoke pot when he was six years old. And, mm-hmm. you know, that led to a, a, a trail of drugs and alcohol for a long time. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I was in you sixth know, grade yeah. uh, when I first uh, hit my first joint. Especially when somebody that is supposed to keep you safe, you know, in our minds, our parents' their job is to keep us safe. So when they're introducing us to things, we're vulnerable to think, well, maybe I should. And at some point in time, we might realize that's not working anymore. So, uh, so it's very interesting, the relationship with our parents, how it manifests later in our life. Mm-hmm. So um, what's a great book that you would like to share with, uh, with the audience? Maybe something you're reading now or something's affected you in the past? Yeah, so the book that really kind of I started when I started this whole abundance journey was Everybody always asks me, is it religious based? And while I am a man of, um, I'm a believer, I'm a man of God, uh, it's not religious based. It's, it's literally abundance. It's the literal abundance in the world. So a book that I would recommend is called Abundance by Peter Diamandis. Just an amazing individual who started the uh, X Prize or funds the, you know, has a big, I think he actually did start the X Prize, uh, you know, close personal friend with Elon Musk and all these other different folks that are just amazing men doing amazing things in the world. Um, And that one will really show you statistically, I got it on audio and then I got it in the hard copy. So I could go through and highlight so much, so many statistics and just proof of the abundance in our world from education, resources, food, water, you know, the whole bit. Yeah. We live Um, in an abundant world, but we have a scarcity mindset as a culture is basically the message, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I like to point out in the the Men of Abundance podcast is so many people want to bash capitalism or businesses in general based off of a couple very, very poor examples uh, or great examples of some businesses that aren't doing the right thing. But there are for every one, I just personally know there are hundreds of other amazing companies out there doing amazing things throughout the world uh, and not as greedy as the few that are being highlighted in the news and whatnot. Well, maybe scarcity directs focus because I remember in 1979, I was in college and they talked about uh, the oil crisis was around the corner. And mm-hmm. the fact I was worried that I wouldn't get to drive a car for more than a couple of years. That's how brainwashed I was that there wasn't enough oil left on the planet. 
Well, fast forward 35 years, we have more now than ever based on fracking and things like that. But it, it allowed people to increase the price of oil and make a lot more money off of us. Another yeah, example is, I don't know if you drink regular milk or soya milk or cashew milk or almond milk, but those things didn't exist 10 years ago. And now there's a movement toward that. Somebody's making money, in my opinion, off of directing the scarcity on the planet. It just shifts and changes every six months or a year. Do, do you agree with any of that? Oh, I totally agree with that. Going back to the fossil fuel idea and, and oil, uh, carburetors changed from the 70s to, in the 70s to the carburetor to the fuel injection, which greatly diminished the amount of, uh, it took cars from, uh, don't quote me on this, but I don't know, 50 miles to a gallon to 20 something miles to right. a gallon. You know, I mean, the technologies that we come up with expands our resources. Yes, and that's what very Peter, nice. That's what like things that. like Peter Diamendez is doing, uh, is and many others. I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy who created the uh, four-hour. Um, Tim Ferriss. No, not Tim Ferriss. Not the not the four-hour work week. It might not, it's, I think it's like the eight-hour energy, the little eight-hour energy. Oh yeah. That gentleman uh, is just doing amazing things with um, taking tiny those small refrigerator sized boxes and putting them out in the middle of nowhere in Africa and putting a hose in a puddle of mud and coming out with crystal clean water on the other right, side. Right, you right, right. And, and he's funding scientists, to, not just scientists, but average Joes like you and I, who yeah. happen to have some, you know, engineers or whatever, have a great idea. He's like, here, here's some money. Go figure that out. Yes. And you know, yes. great things are coming from it. By the way, we're not average Joes. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> But as opposed to some, you know, scientists or whatever. I know what you yeah, mean. Absolutely, 100%, 100%. This is the I am. Thanks for correcting me on that. <laughs> I know, I know what you meant. Um, hey, we all fall back into it, brother. So people get hold of you. If they want to learn more about abundance, they want to be in abundance, they want to talk about abundance, they want to taste and see and feel abundance, how can they um, follow you, get hold of you? Yeah, it's all at menofabundance.com. Everything's okay. there, all my, just to make it easy, all of my connections on, on social media, I'm on darn near every social media platform there is out there and I'm, I'm active on two or three of them, but always okay. posting stuff on when you're not playing with When you're not playing with your son. Absolutely, absolutely, that's my, that's, that's my biggest thing. All right, well listen, I really appreciate chatting with you. We could have gone all day long, but it was really, I think we went to a nice area, hopefully that's valuable for the listeners. I like to remind the listeners, Wally, that the words that follow I am follow you. So choose them carefully as you have, as you are abundant and you are compassionate. It may not be where you are today, maybe it be where you want to move toward, but at least you're giving it energy and, uh, and attention. So thanks so much for popping by. Oh, it's my pleasure, Rock. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.